From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, March 21st. City officials held a ribbon cutting for the new Moab area transit system last week. The daily shuttle service is a free public transportation program. KZMU's Emily Arnson took a ride on opening day. All right, is everybody cozy and ready to go? All right, have a good ride. Thank you guys for coming and see you later. Moab's new fleet of passenger vans took their maiden voyage on Thursday. The program offers two services. People can either hop on any of the vans that run up and down 191 on a fixed route, or they can schedule rides on demand. People can arrange for the van to go basically anywhere between the river and the old Spanish trail arena just south of town. You can order it from your house to the grocery store or your hotel to a restaurant. It's kind of like Uber, but it's free. On-demand rides can be scheduled through an app called Moab Area Transit, or people can call 1-833-MAT-FREE. A map of the service boundaries can be found on the Moab City website and on the app. We're going to show you the fixed route today. The fixed route makes 20 stops along 191, including... Stop 14, Moonflower Market Post Office. Ah, uh, the transit hub is finally having transit. Yeah. Stop number seven is Antica Forma. Stop number two is at the college. It goes as far north as the Fairfield Inn and as far south as the USU campus. Three vans are currently operating, and each van can take 13 passengers. Are there any rules on the bus? As it goes round and round. <laughs> okay, joking aside. So, do I have to wear a seatbelt? Yeah. Really? You always have to wear a seatbelt, you can't eat or drink, and you have to be with a guardian if you're younger than 13. Services run daily from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., so this probably won't be your ride home from the bar, but... You can at least get to the bar. Yeah, you can get to the bar, then you have to walk home. Right. The service is still in the beginning phases, and Mayor Joette Langanese encourages people to use it and give the city feedback. This is the brand new service. We are flexible. We can change things as we see the need. So just because things are set up the way that they are now and stops are where they are and the boundaries, that can all change. The city is hoping that the program reduces some of the traffic in town, especially during the tourist season. This is just a great opportunity to provide different modes of transportation to hopefully alleviate downtown congestion, which has been a problem over the years. So this is just one more way for us to get people out of their cars, onto the streets, and into the shops shopping. For KZMU, I'm Emily Arnson. St. Patrick's Day was celebrated all over the world on Friday. It's largely a cultural, not religious holiday in the United States. And here in Moab, a chance for a group of local musicians to get together and play Irish music. A real treat, according to band member Miriam Graham. We all love Irish music, and unfortunately, a lot of times in this country, not in Ireland, but in this country, the only time you ever get to play publicly is on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I wish we could play more often because, you know, it's a great uh, music tradition. Graham leads the Irish Setters, who played a mix of soulful slow tunes and dancing jigs to a happy crowd in downtown Moab. We spent time with the band on St. Patrick's Day to learn more about the music. Yes, I'm Tamara Frida. I play the violin, um, and I would say I'm like 
at the tip of the iceberg as far as the actual ways that you can play and express Irish music. The differences would be just some of the ornamentation that the fiddle can do with um, rolls and mordants and trills and slides and uh, hammer-ons and things that like I've had to learn about as I've gotten used to playing the music. My name is Brett Bentley. I'm playing guitar. And uh, guitar is not traditionally Irish, but it it's a nice round instrument. It's in the same register as a lot of the other instruments, so it works. My name is Jack Hanley, and I play the Bowron, which is a traditional Irish frame drum. So what makes it Irish is playing it with a stick, what they call a tipper, uh, in the way that you make different sounds and tones and inflections in the drum with one hand and hit it with the stick with the other hand. So that's what makes it different from other frame drums that you would hear in like Middle Eastern music where they're played without a stick at all. Yeah, I'm Miriam Graham. I'm playing the concertina, which is a little accordion type instrument, and the Irish penny whistle. It's a tiny little flute type instrument. It's a very simple instrument, but that's a good thing about it because you can do a lot of interesting slides because it's so simple. To me, it's a very soulful kind of music. There's airs, which are slow tunes, uh, slow, very soulful tunes. Um, the jigs and reels and hornpipes are all uh, dance-type music, which was always played for the dance. And in the old days, uh, people would play at house parties, but then they got, there got to be so many people, um, they moved over to the pubs. So a lot of the music in Ireland is at the pubs now. Um, I have some Irish ancestry, and my mom really liked Irish music. Danny Boy was her favorite song, and uh, my dad liked Scottish music, bagpipes, and uh, fife and drum, that kind of thing. And then when I started hearing it during the, like the folk revolution, I just really liked it. I do really love Irish music. I mean, the instrumentation I think is fantastic and really earthy like wooden flutes and tin whistles and violins and concertina, uh, bagpipes, you know, the, it's just like a wonderful like palette of tones. For me, it's, it's also very largely nostalgic because my family's Irish and I grew up listening to the music. And so there is some, you know, even though I'm like fifth generation born in the United States, there is some little bit of me that gets, you know, likes to get romantic about like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I do have a culture that I'm connecting to in some distant way. I think just the, the session aspect of it, where you're just sitting around with some people and you know hanging out and playing a bunch of tunes, I, you know I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's just social music, like it's supposed to be for everybody, and it's not just like the four of us or however many people you know show up. It's for everyone, so I like that about it. This summer, Mesa Verde National Park in southwest Colorado will embark on a mission to bolster the health and resilience of the Mancus River. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KSJD's Chris Clements reports. The park will start implementing restoration efforts in the stretch of the river south of the Mancus Valley. Drew Spear, the physical science program lead at Mesa Verde, says the project will simulate natural processes like beaver dams and wood accumulation in the hopes of achieving a variety of different goals. 
what we've seen is that the parks reach, you know, has periods of, of low and no flow conditions. And so that's really, um, obviously not, not, not desirable. Um, you know, losing flow can be really detrimental to the, the fish species that we have. That's the flannel mouth sucker, the blue head sucker, and the um, round tail chub. So we've seen our numbers really kind of drop off, especially since the big fire in 2000. Spear added that the simulated beaver dams are also intended to attract beavers themselves to the area, who would then take over and maintain the structures. I'm Chris Clements. The Grand County Commission will meet on Tuesday. That's today. Let's preview the commission's agenda. Commissioners will hear a presentation on Grand County's water rights. They will also consider a new stormwater mitigation project along Spanish Valley Drive in an area hit hard by last year's flooding. Commissioners may also fund a new Healthy Trails coordinator position with the Southeast Utah Health Department. The position would focus on human waste management on local trails. Grand County Commission meetings are held on the first and third Tuesday of every month at 4 p.m. and streamed online on the Grand County, Utah YouTube page. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, March 21st. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 